Hello there, we are back again with another episode of Real Talk Entertainment. This is the podcast, Keeping It Real, where I talk to people from the world of sport, music, film, TV and books, as well as much, much more. On today's podcast, I'll be joined by Roddy Culture, who is a roots rock reggae DJ, and he'll be talking to me about his life, his loves and his business. Well, thanks for joining me on the show. I started off by asking Roddy what he'd been doing over the last few months with the restrictions caused by the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, musically, we haven't done a great deal. First one we done was July the 31st. Uh, there was uh, a guy from London who, who pulled together some sound systems from all over the world and to celebrate um, Haile Selassie's birthday, um, which is in July, um, we had a month of sound systems um, streaming. So that was connected to a, a, a hub, a base in France, who was distributing the stream um, globally. I asked Roddy where the information about the live streams could be found. Yeah, on on Facebook um, and Instagram and, and pretty much everywhere, everywhere. We have another one coming up um, in a couple of weeks' time as well, on the 19th of September. And okay. we, have, we have a page, uh, Apex Hi-Fi Sound System Facebook page. And if you keep an eye on that, you can find out when, when we are streaming. We had connected with quite a few venues that were up for having us in to play. And we were, we were planning, planning out the year pre-March, really. And um, we, were, we were using the Snooker Club. We had Stories Field Community Centre, uh, the Salisbury Club on Mill Road. The year was shaping up to be really good. We'd done one in March just before the lockdown in Cambridge Snooker Club. And that was pretty much it. That was like nothing. Dead from, from, from that point until, until we'd done something in July. We've been, we're, we're promoting it heavily. I then asked Roddy if we could move on and talk about the music that he does and why that music choice. Well, basically, I, I was kind of brought up with reggae music around me, but growing up in the UK, I kind of was probably more distracted by the music that was going on in the UK. So I kind of never really got, got really into it um, until I, I left school and started listening to um, sound systems from the, the UK that I wasn't really aware of before that, that were there, like Saxon Sound and Coxon Sound and what have you, all these, all, all these sounds in London that were actually doing live performing, they, were, they had live MCs and stuff like that. And that kind of really got me when I was, when, when I was like 16, 17 years old. And at that time, reggae was going through a transition itself uh, with, with, with the, the, the digi- digital era moving in around, around the mid-80s. Um, and you had rhythms like the slang teng rhythm and stuff like that, and, and it had a different feel. And it was something that, as a youth, because it was new, it was something that I gravitated to that way.
then went on to ask Roddy what artists inspired him to get into the reggae genre of music and start a career in the DJing field. Well, like, for example, I mentioned uh, Saxon Studio. Saxon Studio had, uh, like, uh, um, really good MCs, and, um, which actually had some hits on the na- in the national charts. I mean, like, uh, Tipper Irie, for example, uh, Philip Levi, Papa Levi, um, and, and, and you had Cox and you had Tenor Fly and uh, Daddy Freddy and people like that. And it was just the whole sound system vibe, uh, you know, the, the live lyrics and people making live lyrics up uh, off the top of their head and all that. Lot. Just the, the whole vibration of it uh, really got me into it. I asked Roddy if it was the MCs that got him hooked on the reggae genre. No, absolutely, absolutely not. No, the the singers just as well. You know, the singers the the singers were just as important as as the MCs to me. I mean, everybody had something to say, and 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 you know, I I could I could um, empathise with that. I mean, as 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 a young youth. Um, you know, I, there was there points where trouble hanging around with people and, and and times that I didn't have a job and stuff. The music was something for me to go into it. Um, we started a little thing named Liberator, and that was back in 1988. I started to collect reggae music. Somebody, um, um, somebody at the the local pub, Devonshire Arms, uh, the landlord uh, gave me a chance to play one afternoon in there. And from that, I, I decided that I wanted to get more involved in DJing and, and, and the sound system thing. So in 1987, 1988, uh, going on 33 years. I then asked Roddy Culture how he ensured he kept up to speed with the ever-evolving music culture. I buy a lot of music digitally uh, nowadays, download them straight from uh, places like Amazon and other streaming sites. Record shops in London, like, uh, for example, Dub Vendor. Um, or or there's a lo- there is a local record shop which is part of a cafe, and downstairs we've got a record uh, shop down there. And they have some quite quite up to date music as well um, in in the in the roots reggae scene. Uh, so yeah, I get it from everywhere, and also I do get music sent. Um, in the past, I've done a little bit of radio, uh, a bit of community radio. So um, I signed up to all these sites uh, that, that that distribute music and promote music. So they send me a hell of a lot of stuff. So I have to kind of sift through a lot, uh, a lot of emails and. So that's how I keep up to date with it. And also I listen to the radio. I listen to, to streaming stations, other, other reggae DJs as well, just so that I can keep ahead of what's going on because there's a lot going on, you know. I then asked Roddy with his 32 years of experience playing music to an audience, which was his favourite type of music in regards to whether it be vinyl, CD, Blu-ray, digital, or any other type of music. It's vinyl, it's records. It's absolutely always my favourite. Right, and, and why is that? 
CD is smaller in itself. Uh, while, you, while you're playing in, in a session, uh, you, you're going to struggle to actually see that and read that CD to, to find the track you want. With the vinyl, there is so much more memory involved and there is how oh, it's really hard to explain but i mean even the artwork on an album um so I, I don't know it's just, it's just the physical side of it and also uh i mean like like for example with digital stuff now uh if, if you if you're playing from cds it, it just becomes lists upon lists upon lists with vinyl every piece of vinyl has its own character so that's one aspect of it, and also the the theatrics of playing vinyl on a sound system is much more animated than uh, when you're playing digital music. You know, just and, and even like like the, the mistakes when you make mistakes and you, and you scratch the record a little bit, and the crowd go, Whoa! you know, it's, there's so much there's so much more theatrics with it. It just becomes a thing to observe. Uh, as well as me playing the vinyl. So, yeah, vi vinyl is my favourite thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that's a good enough answer, man. <laughs> that's pretty much what I expected to hear, because coming from the same sort of era, I know. D digitally, I don't use CDs anymore. I use uh, a PC. So so then I have to upload all the CDs on onto the PC. But then when you're choosing stuff, again, you're just looking at lists it doesn't quite have the same feel and yeah there's a lot of cheats i can mix i can mix like a superstar on a on a pc and actually my skills are not that good on final you know but but yeah. but, but you know it's just one of those things it's made it easier for, for the youth to come into those so it has its advantages and its disadvantages um, mm. If it was my world, I would have stuck to vinyl. It, it's an ever-changing world, and you have to move with the times. So I've kind of tried to embrace the d digital side as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, that's a good philosophy to have right there. My next question to Roddy was how he prepared each set before he went out on stage. I will start going through records and 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 bringing ones out that I think will be good to play. I also make sure that I have enough of everything. If I'm doing a live gig and I'm playing for people that I don't know and I don't know what kind of people are going to be there, I I kind of have to get dig out a bit of everything for everybody. Um, you know, because there's, there's in a reggae music dance, it's never one age age group. You know, so I have to have something for the youth. I have to have something for for the for the twenties, the thirties, the forties, and my age group, etc. You know, so 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 I look at it like that on the night. So there's there's never a fully fixed set because you know the the youth are, are, are growing into a more digital world. So I can't say it's a bad thing. And 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 as regards to CDs versus the uh, the PC actually the PC is easier because you can actually see things a little bit better. You've got light on the computer and stuff, and you can use the computer to search for your tune. Go with the crowd and and uh, and sort of experiment and see what the crowd want and try and get everybody moving. So so it's never fully fixed, but I yes I do prep before. For for me as a DJ, it's how how the crowd enjoyed. If I can see the 
people dancing and, and laughing, having a good time, for me, that's a good night. I asked Roddy if he thought it was more important that his audience has had a good night on the night or if his performance had been good on the night. As long as the crowd have had a good night and, and you know, I'm getting feedback, people have enjoyed themselves, that's more important to me. I, I play music. I was kind of brought up to play. When I, when I, when I started to learn this thing, the elders always told me that you have to play for the people, man, you know? So, <laughs> you know, no, I had that, had that pushed in my head. So without, without the crowd, I, I, I am actually nothing. So, you know, it's a two-way thing. So I need, I need that feedback from the crowd. And that's what I kind of thrive off as a DJ, is how the crowd is enjoying themselves. I hope that was a good answer. Fantastic answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm being honest, you know. I then asked Roddy if there was one person, one artist out there that he really looked up to. Oh, wow. So many. So many. So many. Where do I start with this? Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. That's the million dollar question you're asking me. <laughs> um, oh, dear. Who am I feeling right now? Uh, there's so many. Um, you know, there's there, I, I, I would say there is one, but but uh, many. Um, obviously, Bob 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 Marley is a massive influence in me, but because I was listening to Bob Marley when it went, even when I was, I gravitated to his his music because obviously it was mm-hmm. all in 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 the, in the charts. But um, who am I feeling now? You know, I can't think of one particular artist, but there, there, there are many. There's Rose Junior, Reed, Luciano. The list could go. I could go on all day with artists that I that I love, but to pick one because I I never listen to one artist constantly. Uh, although I collect certain albums from artists. I, I I couldn't think I don't think I can pick out one. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 no, that's a good enough answer. <laughs> yeah, it is very difficult for me to pick out one because I love so many singers, so many uh, rappers, uh, MCs, or whatever, and I don't think I could pick out one because I'm I'm constantly listening to all of them um, um, in different aspects and in different ways depending on what they produce. Because I mean, no one artist produce everything. One artist does. I don't particularly like everything, but but every artist has something, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's a really difficult for me off the top of my head. Can I get back to you on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure thing. <laughs> so over the years, as you said, you've done quite a bit now. Is there anybody that you have collaborated with? Back in the day, even um, we played with Gregory Isaacs. Uh, Gregory, Gregory Isaacs came to Cambridge and we've done a little collaboration with him um, in the bathhouse. That was that was totally random and, and a surprise to me. It wasn't 
a plan thing on my my side, but another sound system crew was in the area. And, uh, a, a guy called Daddy Mo said that he's bringing Gregory Gregory Isaacs along tonight. So that happened kind of randomly, and then um, after that, um, we collaborated with Sugar Miner, uh, Little John, Tristan Palmer. Uh, who else have we collaborated with? Um, who am I forgetting? When I'm put on the spot. My head goes blank, Jerry. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, yeah. Mod, modern artists. I mean, uh, the last live stream we done, we we invited uh, a, a rapper MC from from the UK called Prince Livija. Um, he's a really great MC. Um, we've collaborated with him a few times. Um, who else? Um, uh, there's another guy, there's a root singer named Ramon Judah, who's coming to, to stream with us on our next event on the 19th. There's probably a few more artists that uh, I can't pull out of my brain. At <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll leave that there for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably come up with another, another three or four artists that we have worked with. But uh, right now, because I'm on the spot. I will apologise. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the liberal. <laughs> I then went on to ask Roddy Culture to talk to me a bit about himself, about Roddy the person, and where he had come from. <laughs> where have I come from? In what aspect? How do you mean? I mean, in life. I mean, from the from the from the beginning till now. What's your been your journey to get to where you are now? Is that something you can talk about? Not really. Well. Um. I don't want to. I don't want to pry into your personal life. Well, I've always been a very analytical, contemplative kind of person, um, quite, and also quite quite a warrior at earlier points in my life. Uh, I always contemplate outside of myself and and how how human behavior is and how we are and how the relationship with me and the rest of the world I've always been a thinker it made me think think on wider and deeper levels uh, so I, I I probably couldn't do without in life music whether it makes me a penny or it makes me nothing uh, regardless of that I will always be uh, a, a person that gravitates around the music and and uh, and of late I've I've started writing lyrics and and stuff like that. At the moment I'm not getting enough practice, but that's something that I want to explore. Actually, doing a little bit of rapping. Uh, yeah, that's 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 me basically. Yeah. I see a lot of suffering in on the pla- in the planet, and I always have done, even from a very young age. And also experience certain certain suffering myself, and I think this world is a much better place um, than it is. And I, I, with the music, I, 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 the music that I play with the with the roots music, I, I try to maybe get something from 
that maybe help them with their with, with, with their lives because you know uh, we live in, we live in a world where we have to earn money to eat food and put a roof over our head and stuff and and there's a lot of stress out there you know and and people need to alleviate that stress in some way and and hence the music so that's me that's, that's Roddy Culture hopefully that was a, a okay answer. <laughs> Roddy was then asked if he thought whether musicians and DJs could change the way people thought and change people's attitude towards black music and life in general. Uh, yes, yeah. I think I think I think roots reggae music and reggae music in general is a very powerful music because it is dealing with a lot of social issues, you know. It is. It is a is a very social thing. So, yes, yeah, I do. Good. Nice. Not short, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, touching touching on that. Um, I don't know if you're aware that the United Nations has re- recognised reggae music. Um, the 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 UNESCO part of uh, United Nations has recognised reggae music for uh, as being something like that that it is it's a social thing it's a social spiritual thing uh, influences and and a lot of people are, are connected to it around the whole globe now and um, they've kind of recognized reggae music as that so we as a crew uh, at some point are actually looking for some support from from these kind of people it is still Having a reggae sound system is still quite a struggle in the UK. Uh, you know, it's 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 sometimes difficult to get a, uh, venues, and and also some sometimes people want to judge you a certain way and say that reggae music is connected to to drugs and all these sort of things. So it's so it's a constant battle for sound systems to actually get a, a play out. You know. Um, and um, I, mean, I mean, a few years back, there was a, I can't remember whether it was called Article 396, 696. There was, it was when, when, when the, the, the grime music, uh, which is a branch of a branch of the reggae sound system thing, because, uh, you know, it came, it, it came from the same channels, uh, that this article actually stopped a lot of events happening. Uh, and it was almost like it was, an institutional racist thing, you know, um, and of late they've scrapped this this, this now, and the, and the music's doing so well that they can cannot stop it anyway because the use of of, of, of networks globally is so big now that it is kind of pretty much pop music. Uh, but with reggae music, reggae music has never been in. I'd say it was never been in fashion. It's just a thing that's been there underlying all the time you know um it's been it's sort of how to how, how can i describe this it's sort of it's been there all the time bad you know uh so so yeah sound system sound systems in the uk have always found it a struggle to actually put on regular events and there's something that this year we were getting to a point where that was starting to change, but then uh, uh, Miss Corona came. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's where we are. <laughs> <laughs>
that's 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 a very very interesting point you've raised. Um, so, what do you think the answer could be? Do you think that um, black people or musicians and MCs like yourself yeah. hold the key to changing that? Uh, or is it deeper than that? Well, well, part part of part part of it is the institution. I think everybody that's in the industry tries their utmost hardest to 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 make things happen. But um, within the institution of, of the UK, there is there is there is still some things that hold us back. Um, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger right on it, but uh, there is definitely some 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 things that I hold hold back. But um, it's really hard to say right now because everybody in the whole music and performing arts uh, industries are being held down because of this pandemic that we're in. So. You know, where do we go from here? I mean, uh, I mean, if if venues and 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 that die soon, it's it's gonna, you know, how are they gonna gonna be able to sustain themselves uh, financially? And uh, that's a worry because we don't want to start losing uh, a venue, venues and theatres and all this all this sort of thing. When if and when we go back to naughty, you know. Um, we just take it from there. I mean, it's not lack of it's, it's not lack of people in the industry um, doing stuff. I'd say that there is some instant institutional issues still, but there always has been. I mean, I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at uh, what's happening currently in the world with the Black Lives Matter and everything, nothing much has has changed. Well, sadly, we've come to the end of another episode of Real Talk Entertainment. I'd like to say thank you to Roddy Culture for being a great guest. Thank you to you for listening. And I'd like to take a moment to share my own personal tribute to Toots from Toots and the Maytels by playing a 30-second blast for one of his tracks. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you will all join me again next week when I'll have another episode for you. Real Talk Entertainment. Bye-bye for now.